Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. During the Tour de France, for some fun after a long day watching the pros, I like to jump on Zwift. Thanks to the fantastic training programs, it's a super effective use of my time and I can ride while listening back to this podcast. Christoph and Macca, I do appreciate the entertainment. Matthew van der Poel, Anna van der Breggen and Geraint Thomas all have a training program that highlights their strengths. Not surprisingly, the fun is full gas Vanderpool workouts focus on anaerobic efforts. He's got some seriously explosive power. The fun is staying cool workouts can only be one person, Anna van der Breggen. They're designed to improve your ability to search hard again and again without a full recovery. Then there's fun is flying uphill from Tour de France winner Garant Thomas. These focus on building your muscular endurance. Each of the workouts is about 40 minutes and I'm going to give all of them a go, but I won't be comparing, at least on public record, my power compared to theirs. The good thing is you can do their fun is fast training programs as a beginner or experienced rider. It's all based on your power output. To train like the best in the world, it's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me from a distance, but not too far, is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I am at a distance. Um, and uh, look, I've had, I think I've had, oh, can I say this? I've had two... Glasses you can, you can. post stage of a nice Bordeaux. Living the life, my friend. Uh, living the life, <laughs> living the life. Um, what can, a stage. Yeah, what an opening stage. So, and, what, what I want to say is, I'm going to be excited yep. and because we have Ala Philippe as yeah. a mega win. Uh, Ala Philippe in yellow how in the tense, World Championship. How tense were you at the finish? <laughs> well, if, you know how tense I was. Couch Peloton, if you just could have been a fly on the wall watching this guy, you. you <laughs> Sort of almost starting to annoy me a little bit. It was like, <laughs> settle down, pal. He's not your brother. Have you noticed I'm wearing the world champion <laughs> colours as well? <laughs> hey, um, no, it was brilliant. It was but brilliant. But be- before we get excited, yeah, big but. horrific crashes yes. with an S because it's plural. Two massive crashes. Yeah. This is not what we want to see. No, but it's not. Fair to you. You predicted it. You knew that was yes. a l- very big possibility. Yeah, I did. And it's not nice. You don't like to actually say that, but you've got to say what you believe will happen. And I, I did. I said it on the live coverage with Tomo that look, all the elements were there. Mm-hmm. Opening stage, you've got effectively two hundred fresh sets of legs ready to go. You've got director sportives screaming in the ears of their riders to all get to the front at the same time you know you know Brittany better than me it's country roads yeah. farm roads beautiful but rolling hills narrow there was quite a bit of road furniture however i didn't expect those two massive crashes the way you know we're talking 30 rider pileups yeah. in both of them and we're going to see some casualties uh, big time big time and then, and then some like you you mentioned when we were watching the end of the stage uh some gc riders have just lost the tour and we, we, ju- we said we this, did we say this in the previous pod yeah. i think we did um that guys are going to lose their race 
from the from stage one or yeah. stage two. So um, uh, Richie safe because uh, we're we're questioning uh, at some point. So most of the Aussies are safe, uh, but when we look at the crashes as well, one of the crash was. Uh, 100% the fault of someone in the public. Yes. Uh, and I think uh, I saw a couple of tweets on it, but yeah, probably 67 million people, fr French people are now calling for the guillotine <laughs> to be brought back. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're looking for that person. But um, oh, I mean, quick question for you. The riders are probably not used to have that much crowd on such a big pack. Because of COVID. Because of the COVID yep. over the, 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 the last year or so. But could we also argue that the public, are they out of practice? Yes, maybe maybe they've forgotten, and I know it's. And I'm not defending the public for 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 all of you listeners saying, "Come on, mate, stop defending them." But maybe the crowd, you know, they're excited. They're excited to be able to go roadside once again, and you get a few that they go, "Oh, I'm going to hold a banner up, and I'm going to get on live TV." And well, I mean, let's face it, that placard was. On the road. Yeah. It was not even just... The person like was, wasn't, yeah. but they were right on the edge and the, the billboard, placard, whatever you want to call it, yeah. was actually out on the course. And there's been so much talk about that. ASO produced a nice little clip a few years ago from that the writers saying, you know, we want you here, we want the public. It wasn't it. Remember that clip? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then saying, but we need you to keep back. We need you not yeah. to have selfie sticks. We need you to rah, rah, rah. Anyway, it's happened and it's, I think what was bad and any crash is bad, but when you see a mass pile up and the second one looked worse. Yeah. The second one was worse, wasn't it? We're talking, and from what we can see and what Maddie, Bridie and uh, Robbie were saying is that they've hit a spectator like pretty fast yeah. at speed. So let's just hope, let's hope every, everyone is okay. Let's hope the riders are okay. I know there is at least as we speak, there is at least one rider that is out. And I'm predicting maybe a few more, and yeah. I'm predicting maybe the legend that he is, Chris, Chris Froome. So let's talk about Chris Froome because that was quite distressing to see those images. Of yeah, you never, I mean, like him or hate him, you you don't want to see those images. Can I say I'm actually really sad to I see am. that? I'm, I am. I'm really sad for Froome, and we don't know yet. We're recording this uh, straight after the stage. We don't yeah. know what what is the fallback of this. But honestly, it's sad to see because we we all want to see Chris succeed at some point. Yeah. Again, hopefully. And if you're if you're commuting at the moment, it's early morning and you're and you're listening to this and you haven't seen the whole stage, Froome crossed the line. Yeah. So if you haven't looked at the results or anything fifteen minutes behind them. Yes. So he, he sat on the deck for quite some time and I thought at that point he's actually not going to get up. But he got he crossed the line but he was rough. He yeah. didn't look good, did he? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the champion, though. Yeah, we're gonna be. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about the good stuff. Because then. you know, I'm doing my best to not being a bit, <laughs> a bit <laughs> biased. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit biased. No, honest. you're allowed to be. Can uh, I, can I just say that, mate? Can you just trust me? So <laughs> yeah, as they're coming true, true. into the last three kilometers, you go. You're. He's saying to me. You're saying to me. Are the Koenig doing too much on the front? And I'm saying, no, 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 they've got to set it up because he's got to attack. But what, isn't it, are they doing it too soon? I said, no, no, he's got to attack. And then what happened? Yeah, he did. He did attack. And even when he attacked, I went, oh, the gap is not good. It's not enough. 
And when did I call it? Yeah, yeah, two, two point five kilometers to the end. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> That's why you it's, paid a big box. I, you know? I, it's when you're right, you just like to highlight <laughs> it because <laughs> I know I'm wrong at times. So I'm just highlighting. That's it. right. But that's okay. I'll, t- I'll take it. It was great, uh, <laughs> great commentary. So, <laughs> um, but honestly, the guy. Uh, hey, okay, let's, let's. I'm biased. He's I'm a totally superstar. Biased. He is a superstar. But you're not biased. No, no, I'm no, not. I, no. am, I am totally he, hands up. He I am. is. Well, the last three years, he, he he took the jersey, won the stage into Epinay yeah. a few years a few years ago. He lost it and then got it back. Yeah, absolutely. And then last year, second stage around Nice. Yeah. Did it wins for, the did, stage? Did it for his dad? Remember, his dad passed yes, away a few weeks yes. before. Yes. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. That's the thing. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's he's everything that French cycling needed, yeah. And he's everything that the, t- the Tour de France needed, isn't he? It's just this. No, he. So, so the question, the, the the question I've asked you every single uh, time for the last three years now, because it's not mm. the third year. But uh, how long can he keep this? Twenty-one days. Well, <laughs> he'll he'll keep it. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> just no, shut up! All right, he'll keep it tomorrow. <laughs> if if he arrives at the base of Murder Breton. Safe. With the group safely, yeah. yep. I, he won't you lose the yellow. There's there's no way he'll lose the yellow tomorrow. He might not win the stage, but he won't lose the yellow. Then the next day is a sprinter's day, so barring barring mishaps, he should really keep it now for I would think a few stages. Yeah, you know at least at least three or four. You because would think. out of Brittany as well, there's a transition before we arrive in the Alps. Mm. The Alps being next weekend. Uh, so he could keep it for a week. Oh no, there's every chance. There's every and honestly, like not being biased. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, he could keep it for a good five, six let's, days. Let's let's dream about the Champs Elysees, <laughs> yeah. shall we? <laughs> oh, just but that's what I'm saying. Five days. Then after that, it's you know it's already a third through. You know? oh, you're, like you've already got Paris in your sights. Yep. <laughs> well, let's sign it. Let's sign it now. <laughs> Come no. on. A few years ago, you didn't want to put your house. No, you put your house. I on was it. getting nervous. <laughs> I was getting nervous. Yeah, it's um, true. No, look, it, it's. One but day it's, at a time. it's what honestly, it's what, it's what the race needs. Yeah, totally. It's a new, it's and a post-COVID era. I don't mean it. Let's hope. And the thing is, any any other rider that had worn and won the yellow for three days, you'd say you'd say let's get someone else. And look, there's someone else today, and even you would have been happy with this. Oh, Matthew Vanderpoel. Absolutely. I think we all would have loved to have seen Vanderpoel. He he did get caught up in that second crash. Yeah. He got back. But he just had to make up too much ground and he just didn't have that zip, did he, at the end? Absolutely, yeah. And and that would have been a nice story because we talked about his dad who actually wore the yellow jersey, but his granddad never wore the yellow jersey. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I would have been really pleased with Matthew Van der Poel tonight in, uh, in yellow, but that's... He, he's got a chance tomorrow, Van der Poel. Yeah. I'll give him a chance on Murder Breton. So tomorrow, yeah, you're right. Van der Poel's got a chance um, to, to claim... I don't, that I don't think back. he can get yellow, Van der Poel. Oh, but you know what? You never know because yeah. he's he's exactly. an out of the box rider. Yeah. He he could attack on a crazy stage, twenty kilometers to go, and they all, yeah. you know, catch everyone unawares. So I'd, I'd love to eat my words, but I don't think he will. But he can win tomorrow, and he can, um, you know, he can, he can get a victory for the Aussies though. Looking good. Two Aussies in the top five, so they're actually two Aussies in the top four. Yes, uh, that's good. I mean. Michael Matthews, we always knew potentially was going to be there. Uh, so we'll talk about uh, Bling in, uh, in a second. But Jack Haig. Jack Haig. Jack Haig oh, there. Brilliant. Really good. He was the surprise of the day, to mm-hmm. be honest. Not that, not that 
we I didn't think Jack had it in him to 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 get fourth on a stage, but uh, to do it on this day with all the carnage and chaos, that is a brilliant ride by Jack. So so what I mean we we talked about Jack Hegg in this Tour de France and him going up and up and up in uh, in in his confidence and and mm. his role as a leader as a, as Bahrain victorious, but. Uh, what can he draw? What what can he draw from this? What he draws from this right now is a team. They had confidence in him at the start. We knew that because they gave they've given him team leadership uh, as a, as the GC guy. Now, they, it's validated. Yeah. It's validated on stage one. So it just gives the whole team. And with you know they're going to have some riders that have come down as well. Cole Brelly came down. I'm sure a couple of others did. You know, tough opening day, but they'll be pumped. They'll be like, wow, Jack. The, his teammates will come in and go, how'd you go? And he'll say fourth. And and he'll go right there. The only guy that got away from us was Philippe, and they'll be high-fiving. So that's brilliant for Jack. And it's good for him. It's good for his own confidence and morale to sort of validate, okay, my form's there. This is, you know, he's debuting at the tour, and this is the best bike riders in the world. And I've just finished fourth on the opening stage of the biggest race in the world. Yeah. So this is this is great for Jack. And uh, as you say, Michael's no surprises. Yeah. We expected him to be there. Yeah. And and that's not. I mean, let's talk one second about uh, Michael Matthews because tomorrow he'll be wearing the the green jersey on loan from uh, Alain Philippe. Uh, but it would be good to see Matthews back in green. Yeah, it's great. And it, and it's you know what else it does for Michael? Where's all the pure sprinters today? Yeah, exactly. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. So Michael's got not maximum points but he's got very close so he's he's got a big advantage now and a, a, he's got a little head start in that green competition so this is good for michael and this will this is going to keep him in the hunt he got points did he get points in the intermediate sprint i think he might have i think he did yeah yeah i think he might have got a couple yeah. so so he's there he's there he's already yeah. he's already started to counter yeah it's a good it's a really good start yeah. for matthews and yeah. for, and for bike exchange for, for a minute though uh if we just concentrate on the on the Aussies, we were worried about uh, luke dobridge durbo we're worried about durbo yeah you're right in that i think it was the first crash yeah. and then we Finally, it took a while, and and I'm obviously Kino, Robbie, and Brody weren't getting the updates either, yeah. and then we spotted him. So Durbo got through; that was okay. Looks relatively unscathed. He he might be a bit battered and bruised. We don't even know yet, but hopefully he's okay. And then Richie as well. He's lost a bit of time, Richie, yeah. but I don't think that's a bother for him. He's not. He won't, he won't that, be stressed about that. That might even that. be part of the plan, but that's a yeah, that's, that's a right. Different discussion. And then the other Australians. I'm not sure about Lucas. Lucas Hamilton, I think, was there. Ben O'Connor has yeah. lost a bit of time, mm-hmm. so he'll be annoyed at that, losing some ground because he's in that mix with Jack Haig, yeah. potentially riding for GC. But otherwise, touch wood for the Australians. Not a bad day. It's. I mean, to conclude on this stage, is definitely not the way you want to start a tour. Uh, no. How no, much of this? Uh, you've been in the Grand Tour before. How much of this? If there is a crash on day one, massive crash like this, how much of this? Some of those riders hitting the deck, will they carry, at least for the next day? You'll carry it for the next few days. If yeah. you've hit the deck hard, there'll be guys carrying these injuries for the next week. You know, just that wear and tear. They'll be they'll be getting worked on. But all that initial bruising, the swelling, it takes sort of 12 hours to come out properly. So it comes out and you're jumping on the bike again. You know, mm. they have dinner, they go to bed, they get a restless night, they don't get a great sleep. And then they've got to jump up and do another 200 odd kilometers or, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. in terms of distance. 
uh, that stage. So, and then their body's trying to recover and they're putting themselves through pain Again, for yeah. four or five yeah. hours. It's not what the human body should be doing when mm. you've just, you know, hit the tarmac. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be, this'll, this'll be tough for yeah. a few riders and it'll be tough for a few de- teams because there'll be, you know, there'll be one or two men down. They're in the race, but they can't do anything. They've mm-hmm. just got to sort of follow wheels. Uh, there was also, of course, uh, La Course. Uh, of course, before. La Course. Of course, La Course. Uh, uh, opening showcase of La Course uh, and on, on almost the same circuit. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was good that they... And Grace Brown was so close as well again. Yeah, she, she did, was. She did a really good she's, display. She's riding super, isn't she? Fifth there was place a deb- for her. There's a debate actually we can have, and as much as we love we love uh, Amanda Spratt, uh, do you think today, and and as the season has gone on this year, Grace Brown is taking a bit more of a leadership at least on the road by the by the successes. Oh, Spratt is still the leader, and then Grace Brown is just outshining the the leader of the team. Uh, it's probably a bit of both, I think. Yeah, look, I mean, Grace is just. She's she's grown in confidence with each good performance she does, and and so then the team recognizes it. Grace recognizes that. Wow, I can you know I can actually challenge for victory here, not just for a result or a top ten anymore. So yeah, I think it's a bit of both. And look, maybe Spratty's still sort of finding her her form, and it's coming. And a big goal for Spratty was always the Olympics. Yep, but. Grace, you know, I think it's fair to say Grace is going to be, she's going to be a plan, a plan A, whether it's a plan A alongside Amanda for the Olympics, you would think mm-hmm. Grace will be it and the world championships as well for Grace but, Brown. But she's, that, she's becoming a real leader. But what I'd love to talk about, uh, about um, women's cycling is we all praise the Dutch cycling. We all yeah. say the Dutch is, and again, it's a Dutch winner today. We got uh, Demi Vollering. Yeah. We got to mention her. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but Absolutely. Like we, we, it's almost automatic. We think, okay, there's going to be a Dutch winner. But look at the Aussies. Yeah. Like the, the 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 field is there. We've got Sarah Roy that had a very good. Yeah, Sarah had a good ride. Uh, so Tiff Cromwell as well. Tiff Cromwell Tiff's having she's having one of her best I seasons, I think. And and yeah. the, the work she's done at the front of the peloton and so on. So if we look at it, like I know we are praising the Dutch uh, the Dutch cycling. But is there an Australian school of cycling in female cycling as well? Because I think it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's there. I think like it's the coming. numbers are yeah. there. Yeah. And up there in the results. It's really, yeah, it's exciting. It, I, I think it is. And look, I think it's, I think we're maybe two, three years and maybe a little bit more because, you know, the development of the women compared to the men, just because of the popularity yeah. purely is that it's just a little bit behind. But I think in Australia now we're seeing it. And um, Sarah Gigante is yeah. leading that charge. Yeah. You know, she's, you know, in, in 10 years' time, hopefully, Sarah Gigante will be Amanda Spratt. Yeah. You know, she'll have had a bag full of results and, and, and there'll be these and young... Experience. Yeah, that's right. And, 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 and that's what we hope. And, but I think so. I think it is. And, and, the, way, and what, well, the way women's cycling now is... is really promoting and you know the, the great thing you know what the great thing about La Course today what it's the last one yeah exactly because and it Tour should de be the last one there's a Tour de France coming back that's right yeah. La Tour de France La Femme yeah. it, it comes back comes yeah it does come back yeah. because they previously they did have a women's Tour de France so we see the stage race next year and yeah watching La Course today gets me so excited about the fact that they'll have their own 
tour next year. And you mentioned something in in a coverage, in a live coverage, that uh, the, the Tour de France next year will be uh, starting from Paris as the the, tour, the, ma the man Tour de France, or the main Tour de France finishes. The woman starts. Yeah, from Paris. that's cool. Uh, and, and it's a nice, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice touch because well the, the original yeah men's tour started in paris didn't yeah, it? yeah yeah so that, that's interesting how they they've just it, it will basically kick on uh yes for the rest of yeah nice. yeah it's cool i think it's really cool yeah. and, and yeah and you know I've, i mean we've spoken to a few other women and they are pumped about that yeah that they, it'll feel more like the real thing next year which is great absolutely so let's talk about the stage two now four yeah. days in Brittany. now i want you to give me the names of the start and the finish because I reckon there is a good potential you're going to butcher this thing. <laughs> um, you think I'm going to butcher it? All right, let me, let me have a go. Let me have a go. Here we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, stage two starts in Perot Girec. Wrong. <laughs> Perot Girec and finishes in uh, de Bretagne. Okay. So, in reality, we're starting from Perot Girec. Perros Girek. Yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> hey, peeps, if you're listening, tell me, how bad was that? Perros so, Girek. Uh, Perros Girek, and then we are uh, finishing at Mur de Bretagne. Mur uh, de Bretagne. Br okay, let's talk about this finish. Mur de Bretagne is very dear to all Australians that know their cycling a little bit because this is where Cadel, 10 years ago, started this campaign. Of, of winning, this winning campaign, and we're actually winning the Tour de France. He did. Uh, he sucked Contador's um, ears off as absolutely. he went past him <laughs> uh, <laughs> to win the stage. So it's Mur de Bretagne is very special for, for the Aussies, just for the cycling history. But you know the place very well. How tough is that climb? Yes, it is. A, it's, it's harder than stage one yeah. finish. Yeah, 100%. I would say it's harder. And the, the finish line, it's like this false flat drag, but it keeps dragging yep. all the way up to the finish. You on the, when you watch it when you watch it tonight tomorrow, it's it looks flat from the TV angle, but it's not. I can tell you, and it's only two percent, but they're coming off six and seven and eight percent. So it flattens up a little it bit. It just it just slowly. Just it's like a sort of a, a circle, if you like, yep. if you can imagine that, like the moon. It's like it's like climbing up the moon. Yeah. And the finish line is at the top of the moon, but you're climbing all the way to the line. So it's, no, it's brutal. It really is brutal. And there's that dead straight section sort of early on in the climb. It's actually shorter than stage one's finishing yep. climb, but it's harder. 100% it's harder. Uh, globally, I think we can discuss quickly about this uh, on how the organizers ASO have made, and maybe they are making the, the different routes they are doing for the last few years a lot more for punchers. Yeah. Is that because the way cycling is moving, there's a lot more punchers in the field, there's a lot more aggressivity on the road or not? There's or are they trying to just break it down? You know what I think? You know what I think? I think, and you, you'll be aware of this, ASO is smart. I think they've what they've understood is, you know, five, probably 10 years ago, 10 years ago, you traditionally had pretty much a week of flat stages. Yes, yeah, absolutely. They've realised the that audience get, <laughs> the audience got bored with it, yeah. and they need to innovate. They need to innovate, so they need to mix it up. And it's you don't want to see a sprinter in the yellow jersey for one week anymore. Well, depends who is in the yellow. <laughs> well, if it's Caleb, if, if it's Caleb, we'd love to see it. But so yeah, and look, we might see Ella Philippe in the yellow for a week, 
but there's no guarantees because of the stages that they've that they roll uh-huh. out. So I think I think they they understand the important part of showcasing the race. The the most important part is the TV. Let's face it, because mm-hmm. that's where the millions of eyeballs are. Yes, there's hundreds and thousands of spectators roadside each day, but where the marketing of the race is is on TV. Absolutely, and, and I think that's where they they nail it. So predictions for tonight. Predictions for tonight. Okay. Stage two, I think I'm going to go with Wout Van Aert. Okay. I think it's a little bit so harder climb. I think Wout Van Aert can do it. Yeah, because he, despite the finish, he had a pretty clean day uh, on, on stage one, Van Van Aert. Yeah, and he couldn't do it. He yeah. couldn't deliver. Yeah. That's true. So, and, he, mm, and, we'll and we, we know that Jumbo Visma is letting him a bit loose for the first f- two, three days. Mm. After that, he will fall back and fall back as a super domestic for uh, for Roglic but he was said that he's sort of free to ride for the next for the first three days of the of the tour so in that case when a team like this says go on mate you're you're free to ride for the next three days does he have to come back with a victory is that a signal that you're free to ride but no no not at all it's not good no not at all free reign but you know ultimately he's there to help Roglic stand on the top step at the end in three weeks' time. But what I'll tell you what I will say, if it comes to the base of the climb with the peloton together or a group together, I can't see anyone beating three riders. Philippe once again, mm-hmm. Van der Poel and Van Aert. This is where it's going to be. Yeah. Or should be. Take out the crashes yeah. of stage one because that obviously... That, that, didn't help Vanderpoel. He got a bit... Well, he either crashed or he got caught up amongst it. But take all that out of it. I can't see anyone beating those three because they're just so dynamite on that sort of, you know, that punchy finish. And the other good news as well is actually I've won the competition today. You've opened the account. Well, have you? Damn. If you knew how badly I did at the Giro, that's uh, already a win for me. (laughs) Well, you were prepping. You were were using the Giro as preparation. You can't win the Giro and the Tour de France at the same time. You went into the Giro (laughs) four kilos underweight. You went into it just to trim a little bit of body fat. When was the last last time I was underweight? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Long time ago. Uh, Anyway, thanks for your time, Maka. Uh, Same time tomorrow. And Pace of ourselves. Of course, we'll uh, we'll see you a lot more on TV on SBS tonight. Yes, uh, the yes. coverage, and you'll find uh, Kate and myself also on our first ever episode of Bonjour le Tour. Go well, you will. You, you guys will kill it. You'll smash it. Five thirty. I'm looking forward to watching yeah, it. Five thirty p.m. tonight uh, for you guys. Uh, tune in because uh, we will need all your support and tweet and so on. Can you let us in on anything? Any, what do you got? What do you got for us? I think we'll talk about a certain Julian Alaphilippe. That's oh, all I can say. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Go well. No, but it should be, be fun. It should be fun. Tune in at five thirty. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash TDF, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, next podcast, tomorrow, same place, same time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. Hopefully the tour is inspiring you to ride. On Zwift, you can explore the world while having fun training at home. There are world championship courses. My favourite is the one from Richmond in 2015. You can ride through New York, explore the city of London, conquer the mighty Mont Ventoux, relive your Tour de France dreams along the Champs-Élysées, or head to Zwift's original world of Wartopia, or even the new Japan-inspired Mercury Islands. Even better, you can do it during the tour as part of a great series of events on Zwift, the Fun is Fast series. 
The events include group workouts and group rides, a little bit of company, always motivates on a ride, fondos, maybe even do a few days in a row to get a feel for riding a tour. Races, as we all know, the tour ignites a little bit of that competitive spirit in most of us. Individual time trials, there are tour events and a chance to compare yourself to the world champion Anna van der Breggen. Ventop, a replica of Mont Ventoux. I've done it a few times in the real world and on Zwift. It really is like riding up Ventoux. Women's Wednesday rides, these are focused on social engagement of riding, which let's face it, it's a big motivator for the majority of us. It's easy to join the Zwift cycling community and make indoor riding fun. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.